0: Let's get this party started. This is Ghetto. Broadcasting live from the studios of AM 570. It's on a website. This is FNA. Man, get out my way and watch out as I come god now what why don't you get out of that jumpsuit and let me smack that fat ass that's a scary crew <laughs> as far as the product goes uh, voice of a new generation man you guys are the young guys are really at the top of their games the two of them had something in common we bring you radio ecstasy oh it's beautiful broadcasting live from the studios of am 570 fna fna let it happen this is the fna podcast
1: it is the FNA podcast on a Monday. On, a, I'm not here to get my ass beat on Monday. Monday. As, as the head coach would say in Bobby Knight, welcome in everyone. I'm Adam Oslin. He's Kevin Figures. Uh, we're at FNA Show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram.
0: KFig1 on Twitter. Adam is at follow Adam A on Twitter as well. Voicemails at 949-478-1197. 949-478-1197. Well, we lied to you. We said we'd get to your voicemails this week. Yeah. Probably not going to get to your voicemails today, Adam, unfortunately. But hey, keep piling them up. We'll get to them. When we say we listen to every each and every last voicemail that you send, we mean it. And we will. eventually. Just not today. <laughs> Just, Just not, not
1: today. today. <laughs> <laughs> all right. For you today, though, In first off, it is the return of one of our favorites.
0: The NFL six-pack. You know, I forgot. I thought we had, like, actual imaging and a giant open with bells and whistles. You know, we get Bob in the mix all the time. And Bob does the voiceovers for every one of our NFL six-pack features. Maybe we should get an NFL 6 pack open. Make it sound officially official.
1: We might need that. I don't know, if first off is enough sometimes, especially because this is kind of a big deal. I don't know how many seasons we've been doing it, but it's been
0: highly successful. Definitely. I say at least the last 3-4 seasons for sure. Yeah. But NFL 6 pack, we talk about the best win of the weekend, the worst loss of the weekend, moral victory, a moral defeat, the biggest surprise, and the ever-popular o Troy epic fail of the week. That's my fail. Uh, Adam, do you want to be— Yeah, of course it is, always. <laughs> do you want to begin with not your best win? Begin with whatever you like. Go ahead. I'll go best win. Best win.
1: Yeah, got Bob there. Best win. Yeah. Best win goes to the L.A. Chargers who beat the Raiders 24-19, to which means it was a one-score game, and the Chargers actually won. So, that's a pretty big deal. <laughs> and the reason they won, it was because of their defense. They closed things out, specifically new Charger Khalil Mack. He had three sacks, a game-sealing strip sack on Carr, who had a rough day. Three picks. And while I do think he is a top-12 quarterback at worst... The distance between him and Herbert was noticeable on Sunday. Oh God, that's
0: not—they're not even on the same in the same galaxy, At, let alone the same solar system. That's <laughs> it's ridiculous. Mention, the amount, the th- that throw that Justin Herbert made right after Carl threw the interception when he was going for Darren Waller, I think Drew Tranquil got it right before halftime, and two plays later, Justin Herbert just threads the needle. One of the best throws that I've seen. In a couple of years, just the degree of difficulty, the accuracy to put it only where his receiver can get it in between two defenders is really one of the most more remarkable throws you'll see. Not to mention they got Mahomes in that division and now you have Russell
1: Wilson in the division. I'm just a little bit concerned for the Raiders. I don't know if you really have a chance, unfortunately, because the division is that good with a or a B-plus quarterback, which might be the ceiling for Derek Carr. So I say we up the quarterback play in the AFC West. Let's make a trade. Carr's out. Aaron Rodgers is in. We always <laughs> wanted to see Aaron Rodgers and how he'd look at a Patriots offense. And with Josh McDaniels in Vegas, we kind of get that. And Rodgers did look pissed on Sunday at his playmakers. He, actually, you? he might take a vaccine... <laughs> If it would make him immune to the Packers' front office moves, like the one where they gave away Devontae Adams,
0: just so Rodgers well, could Well, no, I think that's a misnomer. I think that's a misnomer. They offered Devontae Adams to be the richest co- uh, receiver in the history of the sport, Anymore. and he said he wanted to go back home. So it's not like it was for lack of trying on Green Bay's part.
1: Well, look. I don't know if they did enough to make up for that loss with other moves, like bringing in a rookie like Christian Watson, who saw a touchdown pass go through his hands in the first quarter. And Rodgers showed a little bit of a, you see what I mean, look afterwards. like, And he was venting to the coach on the sidelines later in the game. And while he did have a thumbs up, his index finger was also pointed out like it was the barrel of a gun. And I thought I read his lips saying bang. Probably nothing to be concerned about. <laughs> (laughs) though. It's just game one and a division loss to the Vikings, which also tells you just how much worse things could get. There could be some buyer's remorse from he and the Packers. So, just cut ties. End it now. Bring in Carr a pick or two. Get Rodgers in the silver and black, which is kind of how his face and his hair is looking nowadays anyways. it Honestly, it looks like he's morphing into the Raiders logo a little bit. If someone could just (laughs) eye gouge him, put a patch on it, I think he'd be a perfect fit. Then and only then. Would you see the Jolly Rogers <laughs> get it? The pirate ship. <laughs> that, it's a, it's an interesting
0: thought. <sighs> interesting thought experiment, but I don't think that's going to happen. Okay. Uh, to your point, I think the Raiders have tough sledding in yeah, the AFC West. For every team is going to have tough sledding, and I think it's encouraging. And this is why the Raiders uh, are a moral victory for me. Moral um, victory thank you because as poorly as Derek Carr played three interceptions all three of them were terrible mm-hmm. had Hunter Renfro uh, open underneath on that throw to Darren Walker that he forced in there and he admitted that he forced all three of them they were not necessary they still had a chance to go down and win that game in the final seconds before he ended up getting sacked their biggest I, I'm not really concerned about Derek Carr you to your point He is a B-plus quarterback, and B-plus quarterbacks like him are going to have one or two games like this, unfortunately, in a season. Now, granted, a game like this can end up costing you, especially when it's a division game. But for the majority of the season, I think Derek Carr is going to be much better than the way he performed yesterday. And based on that performance of that defense, this is what I'm really encouraged by, they're getting lit up in the first half by Justin Herbert and really the last four or five possessions the Chargers didn't do anything offensively now granted they didn't have Keenan Allen for the entire second half and that is important the Raiders also had two starters on defense They're starting safety Trevon Merrick and Averett uh, the starting corner who's now out for at least a month with a broken thumb they weren't back there either so the encouraging sign for me if you are a Raider fan or you think the Raiders can do well in this division is that defense actually played pretty damn well in that second half against what's going to be one of the best offenses in the entire nfl and if your defense can be just a smidge above decent this year the offense is going to wake up and score a lot of points i think the raiders will end up being fine so that's why uh i give this one a moral victory uh for the raiders defense
1: okay fair enough i'll go with a moral victory then too moral victory i'm giving it to the 49ers Sure. Mm -hmm. You lost the season opener and Trey Lance, a lot of incompletions, put a Lance through the hearts of 49ers fans everywhere with his anemic quarterback play, even before it was raining cats and dog shit to match the play of Trey Lance. So where's Mm -hmm. the silver lining? Where's Mr. Brightside that makes this a moral victory? It's with the guy with a bright smile attached to a naturally chiseled jawline. Tom's is fake. I'm talking about his former backup in Jimmy Too Pretty Garoppolo, who the 49ers signed as insurance in case Trey's throws get too ugly and the receivers are turned off by them. But then you just go with the sexy, hot, steamy passes from Jimmy G. And all of a sudden, those same receivers are giving that extra effort, like I hear Jimmy gives in bed. I mean, look, they call it a game of inches. And Jimmy is going to fight to give you every inch of himself out there. So, if Trey's Lance goes limp, remember, Niners fans, Jimmy will be there to satisfy you.
0: You know, he he may need to be there, Adam. (laughs) This is my worst loss, by the way. Now, granted. Yeah, that's fair. Worst loss. Yeah, worst loss. Chicago is going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL (laughs) this season. I don't feel any qualms about saying that. You know, it's, it's between them, probably the Falcons, who I think had a Herculean effort on their own part for opening day, but I'm really not very optimistic about them either, to be honest And then blew a 16-point lead, right? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. My point exactly. So, uh, look, maybe you're willing to give mulligans to both quarterbacks. Neither of them played well, to be honest with you, because their conditions were just so bad, especially in that second half. But there was very little that I saw, to your point from Trey Lance, even before the torrential downpour came down to show me that he can be a franchise quarterback. See, what I did coming into the season, I put all my faith into Kyle Shanahan. I said, you know what? He'll be like his dad. They'll run the living crap out of the ball. Doesn't matter who the quarterback is. Just make a couple of easy throws. The problem is he couldn't even do that. So if he can't make the easy throws, when they were able to run the ball pretty solidly, now granted, it's not his fault that Debo Samuel fumbled a couple of times, but still... You have to be able to find a way to win that game against a terrible team. This is a game that can come back and bite the 49ers later in the season. And look, if they get off to a slow start, if they're 1-4 or something, you know, headed into October, November, and this thing is still scuffling offensively especially, one of the smartest moves or I guess one of the most fortunate situations they could be in is to still have Jimmy Garoppolo on that bench to be able to go to.
1: Between him and Justin Fields, who probably shouldn't see the field, I mean, those yeah. guys were awful. Like, it's supposed to be a passing league. It's easier than ever uh, right. to be under center early on. And, look, they can turn these things around quickly. It could happen like that. But they both look miserable out there on Sunday. I, It was tough to watch. Yeah.
0: All right. Yeah, and I, I give a little bit more uh, credence to, to Fields because he just has nothing to work with. Trey Lance has talented receivers and talented weapons and a talented tight end. I, Justin Fields is is working with a bunch of guys who should be playing in the CFL right now.
1: Yeah, Trey Lance has a great coach, I think. <laughs> yeah, I agree. That gives him the chance to turn things around, I guess, if you're looking at both quarterbacks and prognostic- yeah.
0: prognosticating on yeah, who's going to be look, better. Right, and as I mentioned, it's one game in a torrential downpour. Might not be the best game uh, to to be able to evaluate either of them on fully, to be honest.
1: All right, I'll stick with the worst loss category here in the six-pack. Worst loss. Biggest loss goes to me and all the Tom Brady haters and truthers out there because he's still with us and playing football. Now 23 fucking years in. And yesterday morning, Tom Brady decided to greet us all with a message and a hype video on his Twitter feed about why he's still playing because they got a good team, at least better than the Cowboys. But I saw this video as it was
0: retweeted, I just thought he wasn't ready to be home with his wife and screaming ass kids. So it was like, get me away from this damn family. Let me, I'll keep playing. For Is the a, love of God. If I'm in a wheelchair, wheel me out there. Shockingly, he didn't
1: reveal that. I don't I don't get it. No, oh, yeah. But I saw that video retweeted by our old friend Barry McCockiner with two words above it. Football herpes. Cause you just can't get rid of Tom Brady either, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I need more Tom Brady in my life. Like, I need more reminders that the Lakers have 17 championships. Like, I need to see Nick Young boxing. Like, I need the driver in front of me to be playing with their cell phone when the light turns green. I need more Tom Brady. Like, I need to see that stupid DirecTV commercial again that merges football with Desperate Housewives. I just want to talk. It was funny the first three times. Now we're at about 300. I need more Tom Brady. Like, I need another bogus foul called on the Kings in Game 6. Like, I need another untalented hack to be on the radio over us. Like, I need another Star Wars movie. Like, I need another reminder that the Kardashians made a million dollars off a sex tape. I need more Tom Brady in my life. Like, I need another gray pubic hair to remind me that I'm getting older. And I want him plucked from football, just like that pube. (laughs) And while I don't wish injury on anyone, Kevin, we know this, I think Uh this could be the season. Unfortunately, we see Tom Brady's technically old, but artificially young ass get broken in half. Otherwise, it's going to get to the point where Tom Brady is 55, still playing in the league, and looking younger than one of his sons who's now in the NFL, too, because they also are probably born with whatever lucky horseshoe wrapped in rabbit's feet and a four-leaf clover that was embedded up his anus that Brady had at the moment of conception.
0: (sighs) Yeah, I don't like Tom. No, you don't. I I couldn't have gathered that. And they won last (laughs) night. The Cowboys. They did. (laughs) Had they not shot themselves in the foot in the red zone, it would have been a lot uglier than what was it? 19 to 3. Yeah, it should have been worse. You know, I laughed. It should have been a lot worse. By myself, in my apartment,
1: so loud, just when I saw that Mike McCarthy was still their coach. Like, I just remembered that. Like, how is Mike
0: McCarthy still the Cowboys head coach? Yeah. You know, I'm, this is going to lead to my moral defeat and I'm going to pivot from where my original one was. Go ahead with the Bob moral defeat. It was going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers for losing TJ Watt likely for the year uh, with a torn pec because he was amazing. in that big win uh, against Cincinnati, but my God, the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> I mean, now, granted, I didn't think the prospects were very high for them coming into this year anyway, outside of the fact that their division is weak, but I thought the Eagles were better. Losing Tyron Smith was a huge blow for them in the run game and the pass game. Dak Prescott didn't have any weapons to throw to coming in. Now he has a messed up hand out six to eight weeks. Oh. Cooper Rush. Cooper rush is going to have to be the guy now, uh, unless they try to find somebody from the outside. And that's difficult to do. Someone who hasn't been in camp, who doesn't know your offense, your offense is being run by Kellen Moore, who looks like he's nine years old and calls a football game. Like he's nine years old as well. Mm. I, I, this team is totally hapless. Like, if the Cowboys win more than four games this year, to They're, be honest with you, they'll be still win the NFC Easter. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Potentially, yes. No, but the defense I like, the defense is good, but it's not great. This isn't, and the Cowboy fans try will try to sell you on coming into the season. Well, even if the offense takes a step back with less receivers and and weapons, the defense will step up and and shut teams down. They're talking them up like they're the 2002 Buccaneers or the 2000 Ravens or something. It ain't close to that. Nowhere close to that as evidence as what we just talked about. If the, if the Buccaneers don't shoot themselves in the foot in the red zone, they run you out of your own stadium on Sunday night football. So the Cowboys, this is going to be, it was going to be a tough season anyway. Once they found out that Tyron Smith was going to be gone. I think it's going to be even worse. I think this whole season uh, is a, is going to be in the shitter for lack of a better term, to be honest with you, Adam, I don't see the Cowboys going anywhere, but down. Maybe That's up, you know, up at the top of the NFL draft next year. How about that? So I guess they have that to look forward to.
1: Yeah, you like that, Skip Bayless? You like that?
0: Uh, oh, go God. Ahead. Can't believe he's still around. He's still a thing. And what what is he said something else this morning for clicks? He said Cooper Rush was just as good as Dak. Ugh. The fact that people still watch anything that he does or listens to anything that he says really amazes me.
1: It is pure comedy. My moral defeat. Moral defeat. Goes to well, someone else in the division, the New York Giants. Yes, mm. they won and came yep. back down thirteen and on nine eleven. Kind of cool for New York. Of course, the Jets still yep. lost, but during the game wow. before the end of the first half, I heard this stat, which I found astounding and hilarious. Last season, when they were four and thirteen, as they've averaged just four wins per season over the last five years, but just during last season, the New York Giants were outscored. 79 to nothing in the final two minutes of first halves.
0: That's impressive. (laughs) They quit so impressively bad.
1: (laughs) They quit so hard on the way into the locker room and then finished the quit job on the way back. (laughs) How could you not score once in the final two minutes of a first half in 17 games? That's 34 minutes they didn't score in total on the season in the last two minutes of the first half, while opponents were averaging almost five points in those last two minutes against them. But the best stat is, somehow the Titans lost to this team yesterday, (laughs) because I still don't think the Giants are very good.
0: Oh, they're awful, and if this is what I talk about all the time, Adam, being a slave to the stat sheet. If you look at Daniel Jones' stat line, you'll be like, oh, 17 of 20 or whatever he was, two touchdowns, only one pick. He was terrible. I test. He was absolutely terrible decision-making. The interception he threw was in the red zone. They could have won this game, I don't know, easily, but certainly could have made things a lot more easier on themselves than having to go for too late and then having to rely on Tennessee missing a field goal. I mean... I feel just like as as great of a job as Brian Daybold did with Josh Allen and as amazing as he looks already, probably on his way to being the MVP Overreaction Monday. I know talking about one week, but that guy is absolutely spectacular. I don't know if uh, Daniel Jones can be salvaged. This would be the greatest coaching job in the history of sports. If he can turn Daniel Jones into an actual competent starting NFL quarterback. I don't see that happening at him. So did you uh, see kudos to the,
1: a little more burst from Saquon Barkley at all? A more
0: burst? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's one of the sideline
1: that long run he had. It looked yeah. a lot closer to first year and a yeah. half or two years. Saquon.
0: And even the second one when the ball was punched out uh, and he fumbled it out of bounds, which is always great to see. He was going to be one of the great young faces of the league and just some devastating injuries really slowed him down. So it's cool, at least, to see one of the more exciting young players in the league back healthy. I'm just hoping they can keep him healthy because God knows if they're going to win any games or have any modicum of success, it's going to be on his shoulders and my God, he can only carry so much. He already tore an ACL. Jesus, come on. Well,
1: since Aaron Rodgers is getting traded to the Raiders, let's trade Saquon there too. <laughs> sure, just... why not? It's the only way they're going to compete in that division. It's so rough, man. All right, what do you want to go with,
0: Kevin? You know what? I'll go with my biggest surprise. Surprise of the week. Motherfucker. And I'm going to go all the way back to Thursday since I just brought up Josh Allen. I can't believe how the Rams got their asses kicked by Buffalo. I could have seen him losing. I could have absolutely seen them losing. Buffalo's a quality team. I believe they were the Super Bowl favorite based on many projections from many sports books. Hey Brady, but for Pampino them to come in and had him coming out of the AFC, he did, and and he he's in the majority when it comes to that. Most people think that Buffalo is going to end up winning the AFC, along with the Chargers, who are kind of neck and neck with Kansas City. But for them to go in, nine of ten on third down, Ooh. nine of ten was that a record? That's insane. I don't know if it was a record or not, but it sure it made the Rams' defense look terrible. A defense that we has the best defensive player in the league. Some say the best player in the league, regardless of position, in Aaron Donald. You know, you have Jalen Ramsey who called out the defensive game plan after the game. I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but he essentially said, "Why are we playing all this zone defense? I'm a man-to-man corner." You know, and so that the one the last touchdown to Diggs, where he was beat over the top. He was looking for safety help and didn't get it. So visually speaking, if you don't really know, you look up. All you see is Jalen Ramsey chasing after Stephon Diggs, who's four yards behind him. <laughs> so it looks bad It looks bad on him. Uh, look, I'm still high on the Rams. They'll be fine. Matthew Stafford obviously did not look good. Was it the elbow? Was it the offensive line, which obviously did not look great and probably is the biggest glaring weakness for this Rams team they got because they've lost three starters. Yeah, got they lost three starters, including Andrew Whitworth to, to retirement, two more guys to free agency. You know it's going to be tough sledding for them uh, if they don't get that uh, offensive line short up and the running game more than anything. Sean McVay is just like Kyle Shanahan; they're from that same tree. As great as Matthew Stafford is and was, particularly last year, the bread and butter of what the Rams do was going to be able to run the football. Cam Akers did nothing. Daryl Henderson looked okay at times when he had enough touches, but when you go down big and you're, you're playing catch-up, it's hard to establish to even attempt to establish the run if they weren't able to do it. So I do think in the long run they'll be fine, but they got humbled something serious last Thursday for their home opener, literally getting run off their own home field yeah. on banner night.
1: They were completely outclassed. And was Cam Akers benched for some of the game because he didn't pick up a block correctly on a blitz? Did
0: you see that play that was highlighted by people? Yeah, and Sean McVay kind of addressed it. He didn't address that play specifically, but he, he uh, basically said, yeah, Cam Akers just has to be prepared, be mentally prepared and engaged. Again, paraphrasing. Yeah. but and, I, and most people are pointing the arrow to that game or, or to that play where he missed in pass protection. And quite honestly, that's what ends up costing a lot of guys. We talk about, to go back to the Cowboys for a second, why doesn't Tony Pollard play more? Ezekiel Elliott at this point is just a a body mover. He's almost like a battering ram. He doesn't have explosiveness, but he at least showed a little bit of power last night, so I guess that's encouraging. Uh, but pretty overpaid to be a short yardage power back. Uh, But I digress. The reason Tony Pollard isn't playing more is because he is dreadful, (laughs) God awful in pass protection. And when you have a bad offensive line already, and you have a a back who's terrible in pass protection, that's a recipe for disaster. So that's, that's a big reason why Tony Pollard doesn't get more, uh, more touches uh, for the Cowboys and the same for Cam Akers. You know, we expect Cam Akers to make a big impact when he is healthy, uh, but if you can't pick up pick up the blitz, especially with a statue like Matthew Stafford is, with a bad offensive line, uh, you have very little chance of being able to see the field, at least in third and long situations.
1: Yeah, but I got some good news for you. Guess who's coming yeah. to town next week? The Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Whatever the spread is on that game, I'm taken. The Rams to cover. <laughs> I w- I don't care if it's ten. I've taken the Rams. I don't care if it's fourteen. It might be <laughs> all right. <laughs> fourteen. I'll, Damn. Yeah. No, that's a, They my, call uh, this.
0: They they do call this a good a get right game for a team like Atlanta. Oh. So we'll see if the Rams happen to struggle even in a win, then there's some issues. Oh, there's still some issues.
1: Then I'm gonna have that as my surprise of the week or my moral defeat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Here's my surprise of the week. I'm going with the Bengals who many people mm. also picked to come out of the AFC. Some have them winning the Super Bowl. Don't they Fluke. know about the sweet curse? Not the SWEET sweet, but the SUITE sweet curse. Remember, oh, no. Bengals I this super fan and Bigfoot believer right. David Magdaleno promised us a suite at SoFi Stadium if the Bengals made the Super Bowl last year, which they did. But were we looking all baller in our own sweet Kevin like Bieber or Kendall Jenner or Drake or LeBron or
0: Kawhi and PG who were at the game? No. No. And were p- this little tiny black and white television <laughs> in the shack of our grandfather's basement watching the Super Bowl, twisting the rabbit ears, hoping that we can pick up a decent signal. It was That's basically we the
1: Blair Witch of Super Bowl parties. <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> But the Bengals didn't win that Super Bowl, I don't believe, and they couldn't even tie Mitch the Bitch Trubisky and the Steelers yesterday. Would they have won both games if Dave Magdaleno didn't renege on the deal because of the crypto winter that cut his Bitcoin in half that he was going to use to pay Mm. for the suite? I think so. I'm here to Mm -hmm. tell you, the Bengals aren't just dealing with some Super Bowl loser hangover season. This is something much more permanent. In the sweet curse, the Bengals are screwed. And not just this season, where they won't be better than 8-9, and nine, but forever. That run of unparalleled success they've had, all those Super Bowl wins are now over. Because D-Mag went back on his word. I mean, I used to think he was a wholesome, honest, upstanding citizen, but now... I'm starting to think he's a damn red hat-wearing conspiracy theorist incel. I used to. (laughs) It's sad to see a fall from grace like this, but that's what happens when you cross the F&A show. You won't see the Bengals crossing the end zone anymore, though. The curse was on full display on Sunday. If you watched that touchdown that should have been called a touchdown by Chase, uh, Mm -hmm. wasn't reviewed, or you saw Money Mac miss a couple of kicks, you'd know the sweet curse is real. And those paper tigers are cooked.
0: <laughs> yeah, they are. They absolutely are. One tiger that's not cooked. And this is my best win. Best win. LSU Tiger, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase's teammate. The best win goes to us for being able to witness potentially one of the great receivers of the next decade. Okay. My God, to light up a Green Bay Packer defense who I thought was going to be a top five defense defense. Actually, buoy the Packers to potentially a top, you know, a top seed in the NFC, and he torched them. What was it, 158 yards in the first half alone? That was Randy where Moss. You know yeah, when you know he's going to, yeah, when you know he's going to get the ball, his career, his, the start to his career, Adam. He's even eclipsed Moss. He has already had more receiving yards in the first couple of years of his career than any receiver ever has. Good Think about Lord. that, Lord. I That's know it's incredible. a passing league, but
1: still, I mean, but he's got gee, Kirk Cousins, is, who
0: a lot of people think sucks. <laughs> I know. Kirk Cousins, I think, is he's OK. If 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 Derek Carr is B+, Kirk Cousins is probably B. They're probably right around the same I'm with you. Uh, situation there. But, I mean, th- just to watch this guy play is really, really fun to watch. He's absolutely insane, unguardable. Everybody knows he's going to get the ball, and it simply does not matter. He can beat you over the top. He'll catch the short slant and go the distance on you. Uh, I was just I was mesmerized seeing him do that. And, again, not only to do it you know, in a division game, but to do it against a team that I think is going to end up having one of the best defenses in the league, and he absolutely made them look stupid. Uh, so kudos to us for being alive, to be able to watch Justin Jefferson do his thing for the next decade because uh, it's going to be fun.
1: All right, kudos to us for pulling this sound years ago. Here's my O Troy epic fail of the week. Troy, I'm so sorry. Oh, my God! (laughs) That was, for reference sake, the Blair Walsh 26-27 yard field goal he missed. That would have gave the Vikings the playoff win over Seattle back in, I don't know, 2016, 2017, something like that, Kevin? Somewhere around there, yeah. My epic fail goes to someone else's Panthers because they certainly uh-huh. would not be my Panthers after they blew a game late to the Browns who were 0-16 and 1 in season openers since 2004 the longest opening week losing streak in NFL history and Baker Mayfield had just driven the Panthers down the field for a field goal to put them up by one hell I adjusted my glasses for a second, thought to myself, could these could these Panthers really be my Panthers again? R- really? And then, a defense that was supposed to be pretty good, had a couple penalties, let Jacoby Brissett march down the field like he was Johnny Utah, but instead of Utah getting them two, he got them three by getting them in range for a field mm-hmm. goal. A 58-effing yarder by Cade York. The damn Duke of York booted one through in tribute of the Queen's passing. Meanwhile, the dancing queen, Baker Mayfield, which seems to be all he's good at, should already be booted <laughs> off the team for motivating his former team in the Browns by making some ludicrous comment that who's going to F them up. And then on Sunday, mm. dude couldn't even F up the Browns, who are known mm-hmm. for being F'd. I'd, uh, I'd like to petition a Put him in the XFL now, or the CFL, or the NFL Europe, or Blue Mountain State, whatever. He probably belongs there with his maturity level.
0: Even yeah, you know what compared Calder. to the quarterback play, compared to the quarterback play that the Panthers have had the last three years, Baker Mayfield might as well be Tom Brady. I mean, oh. let's be honest.
1: Darnold's had his moments,
0: all right. <laughs> no, has he? All right. The only moments I've seen is him, you know, laying on his back or throwing a ball to another to the other team. Okay, maybe I shouldn't totally give up,
1: but <laughs> I mean, if a guy. Is making Colin Coward look good with a take. That's an indictment on you because he's going after. He's been going after Baker Mayfield forever now. Mm-hmm. Now the Panthers don't get at least one win coming up against the Giants or the Saints in the next two weeks. Season's
0: over. <laughs> season um, is over. What? What are you gonna say? It's already over? It's I don't know if I. To the season is. Oh, it's just one week, and even if they lose next week, it's just two weeks. I. Over. I like. I feel. I feel like they're going to have a decent season this year. I don't know if they're. I don't think they'll be great. I think they can compete for a wild card spot. But I'm, the season is not over. But, uh, they still have Christian McCaffrey, and he's still healthy after one game. So you can. You know, there you go. That's a moral victory, right? Oh, yeah, Christian McCaffrey we had him he played a full game and the made entire it
1: game and still lost. We blew it.
0: <laughs> my uh, my condolences. Yeah. But they still. It's a long season, Adam. What it's going got? to be an even longer season for my epic fail. Oh, Troy! Epic fail of the week. Oh, Kyler Murray probably should have kept that clause in his contract. Maybe he would have worked a little bit harder uh, this offseason because, man, he looked bad. Now, look, I know you're going to say, hey, he didn't have a couple of receivers. You know, the Kansas City Chiefs are a juggernaut. They are on offense defensively retooled everybody, pretty much not named Chris Jones Acknowledged that they were going to get off to a slow start on defense this year, because usually with spags with a new unit, usually it takes them a while to get their sea legs under them. And the vaunted Arizona Cardinal offense with Cliff Kingsbury did literally nothing. The final box score, I think, would tell you they had 280 yards of total offense, but that was when Kansas City basically took their foot off the gas pedal and stopped carrying in the fourth quarter, and they got a bunch of garbage yards. This is <laughs> going to be a long season for Arizona. You know, I, I I really think that this is where it all bottoms out. I'm not saying that Kyler Murray's get, like, going to get traded or anything. He just signed an extension, or Cliff Kingsbury's going to get fired, but when we talk about the AFC West and tough divisions, I'm not going to... Seattle's not going to be better than Arizona. I don't think I'm going to go that far, yeah. but... Arizona being a playoff team this year, I think we're going to have to rethink that assessment because I'm not that, I wasn't that high on them going into the season to begin with. And after a loss yesterday to a Kansas City team with a defense that I think is going to struggle the first couple of months of the season, it uh it was a pretty embarrassing look.
1: You know how bad it was? I didn't even realize they played yesterday. <laughs> I knew KC beat the shit out of somebody, but it was some like unnamed team. I didn't
0: even know who it was. Yeah, it might as well have been the expansion Houston Texans from a Madden two thousand and one that just had random dudes <laughs> with no names, just number one. Tony some Buscelli random white guy not playing <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Had I you know what, Adam, had I not worked that game for Compass Media, I probably wouldn't have recognized it was on the schedule either. Ooh. So I had to You're I had to large through work. that entire Yeah, I had to slog slog through that crap fest. God. (laughs) All right. Enjoy your contract, Kyler. Well, there is
1: your NFL six-pack for week one of the 2022-2023 NFL season. Do we do do it like that? Yes. The crossover? I mean, the playoffs are 2023. Pretty good. We got a lot to look forward to. I thought overall the weekend was, uh, well, the NFL always delivers. That's why it's king.
0: It does. Like, there's was, never no, college a bad was, was, No. The, the college football weekend was actually pretty good, too. And I, I didn't it have the highest expectations, but Texas. a lot of excellent upsets. Texas, Texas, might, Texas
1: might have won if their quarterback didn't get hurt.
0: Yeah, if Quinn Ewers doesn't get hurt, Uh, if their kicker makes a field goal at chip shot right before halftime, if their blitzing cornerback actually wraps up Bryce Young and doesn't allow him to slip out on that final drive, a lot of ifs and buts. I will say, Vic the Brick did predict this on Rogan and Rodney on Friday. He said he predicted the upset, Texas over Alabama. He and I were texting during that final drive. He was like, they didn't have it, K-Fig. They didn't have the will. I was like, you're right, Vic, they didn't. You should have had Vic had Vic at the tunnel of love down in Texas with Bevo at his side and given a speech that probably would have been enough to carry them over the finish line. But unfortunately they weren't able to pull it off. Well, they
1: Bevoed all over the field with the way they just, they did. on themselves <laughs> there at the end. Let young march right down against them. I couldn't stop them. Yeah. Yes. Great weekend all around in football. I guess you could say Wee football, had some amazing games too. I mean, there were some flag football games out there, some paper
0: football that was played. It was an amazing, go. Oh. At soccer, yeah, and football, was, yeah, all kinds of food. But there was the one game I don't know if you saw. I forget where it was, but there was a Pee Wee football game where a kid tackled another kid, and the kid who got tackled, his mom ran after the kid that tackled him. Did Karen? you see that? Was, was her name Karen? <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't know what her name was, but obviously she and her son, the whole family, was barred from participating in this league. It's like, it's like that's like like in baseball if a pitcher gives up a home run, a parent runs after the guy that the homer. It's like, are you pissed off because I did what I was supposed to do? Tell your kids to be better. What do you want me to do? Freaking weirdos. Oh, um, God. When parents attack <laughs> and you <guys>. sports <laughs> events, that should be the She's new ridiculous. show on Fox. My goodness. It should be. Oh, I'll be down for that. Do they, you know, do they, do <laughs> they need a host? I'm all for it. There's some yeah, great I'm footage in.
1: yesterday at SoFi of Raiders fans fighting each other and one dude Hello, yeah. just taking out
0: like three Raiders fans by himself and he was a short dude. That well, and then, you know, you have the, you got the woman, you know, ca- you know, Captain America, female virgin jumps in there and tries to do her thing. And she gets, she got knocked down. Unfortunately, that wasn't, so that wasn't a good look. But yeah. then your boy, Paul George, for some reason, you know, rocking a Padre Jersey over the weekend, comes to SoFi and, uh, and wears it. And oh, wears whatever. it pretty hard.
1: I-, I thought his response was pretty good. Okay. Okay. Give me some more of that. I'm taking notes right now. All right. All right. Well, I kind of felt like he this. had
0: to. I mean, what was the other, <laughs> Well, remember this, what, what is his What is his comeback going to be, you know?
1: It's going to be this season when he's an MVP yeah, okay, candidate. Right. That's what his comeback's going to be,
0: when he's a possible well, yeah. finals MVP candidate. If he can replicate what he did this past season, or all, all the two seasons ago, especially in the playoffs, yes, sir. Clipper fans for sure will take it, uh, by all means. From your lips uh, basketball god's ears. If you guys want to chime in uh, on Twitter, at KFIG1 is where you can find me. Adam is at follow Adam A. We are FNA Show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And also Adam, the Talk Yes Hotline.
1: Looking to be back later this week for you guys. Obviously, we didn't have all the accoutrements today. Quit trying to bite a real show, as Petros would say. (laughs) But we made it happen, and we got it done even before the Monday Night Football game. I we thought did. it was going to be we'll the Cardinals we playing our... tonight since I was sure they didn't play
0: yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if we can get the the brother of all time, Rob Parker, on for our second show oh. this week. We haven't had Rob on in a couple of weeks, so let's see if we can chase down our good guy, Rob. Jump on the f podcast and see what he's stirring up.
1: I thought you were going to say Petros. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I would love to get P on, too. Eh, we'll figure it out. We love
1: you guys. We'll talk to you later this week.